0: If you're Jose Mourinho, I, you know, because we could sit here and analyze Tottenham with, without Kane all we want. But I think the more interesting question is if you're Jose Mourinho, how do you convince Harry Kane to stay on board this Tottenham ship? Are you showing any direction? What's going on there?
1: Yeah, the, the best way to tell or to convince Harry Kane to stay is for Jose Mourinho to say, I'm quitting. <laughs> 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 you can have a new manager and then you can stay.
0: On today's footy corner, Timo Werner scores for the first time in 100 days as Chelsea surge back into the top four. Man City has pretty much wrapped up the league, but can Pep win that elusive Champions League for the oil-rich club? Josh Maja is not Sunderland until he dies as he scores his fir- first Premier League goal for Fulham. Alba bags a hat-trick, and is Allison Carius in disguise, along with the typical comments, prediction, and gambling corner, next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner today with a co-host again. Thank God. Uh, welcome back, Brian. How's everything going? Things are going good. I don't know why you invited me back after how awesome your solo episode was. <laughs> I appreciate you don't, you don't that. Need, I think, you don't need the help. I think we, we miss out a little bit on the, uh, on the back and forth. But I will say um, what, what we could do, because I know your schedules, I mean, you've basically become the co-host of the footy corner. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: man. not that uh, the co-host that no one asked for.
0: <laughs> hey, the ratings, the rating show that it's working out pretty well. Uh, if you say so. I, <laughs> I know you have a busy schedule, so I was thinking, you know, I did with that solo episode, what we might be able to do with that is incorporate some of the, remember how we had guests on earlier in the show's creation, mm-hmm. perhaps uh, adding those, you know, just twenty, twenty five minute segments with people. yeah so that's what you too. Yeah, that way you're not being asked every week. Uh, stay up till uh and you're on eastern time so a lot mm-hmm. of people past my bedtime exactly and and you know the the intern can learn a lesson from you in in putting hard work and we'll get to that a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> but outside of that how are you dealing with the cold
1: oh it sucks mm-hmm. I had a snow day on Tuesday so um, Johnny stayed home from school and I stayed home from work and it was fun we shoveled the driveway and he he tried to help and <laughs> didn't really do much but um then he got <laughs> cold and had to go in for hot chocolate and i stayed out for another hour finishing the shoveling but um it, it's going good and
0: yeah i was gonna say as long, to he one did, night. as long as he didn't hurt as long as he didn't no, no, snow no. back in the driveway <laughs> i feel like that's a that's a w luckily yeah definitely luckily he didn't do that and yeah i got i got my
1: space heater in my office because it's so damn cold in there too oh my Man, goodness it's it's
0: brutal did you get yourself some hot chocolate at the end? I mean, I no,
1: like- I didn't. Really? I think I had a beer.
0: Oh, okay. I, I mean, that's fair enough, I guess. But yeah, I feel like it's still big hot chocolate weather. Yeah, fair enough. Cool stuff there. Yeah, so uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, things. I, I, yeah, with all the snow and the cold, I'm very uh, happy and lucky that we teach from home because I haven't had to mm-hmm. drive in this nonsense that usually would be the case. Um, and actually, so our school partially opened on uh, February eighth and just important lab classes you know those those that don't have to go in have been have been advised not to do that and of course you know being in indiana uh, no offense to indiana um but being in indiana
1: <laughs> please offend indiana i don't care
0: <laughs> being there you know how some people are are and and they um they are yes. insisting their classes must be in person i i just i can't do that if it's not a lab class now i do have a lab right. class that i will be doing in person but like two people coming at a time masked up everything um I just can't ask like 25 to 30 people to show up in a room yeah I mean, it's it's just if it's asinine. yeah I yeah think exactly so we we just opened up and I guess where my story was going there is that we we had a snow day they, they told us that yeah uh, snow like the the campus is closed on uh, it was Tuesday I believe it was closed Monday and Tuesday and and I was like, well, that doesn't affect me. This is the first time I snow days come in and I didn't really feel anything because I still <laughs> had to teach. <laughs> so,
1: Were you at Purdue when we had a snow day on Valentine's Day?
0: Yes. You had to have been there. Yep. I oh, think there yeah.
1: was a Purdue IU basketball game.
0: There was. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And the game still happened. Even yes, though the game still happened. Yeah. It was yeah. like the it, ultimate dream.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a snow day in college is just about the best thing that can happen to a college kid.
0: Oh, absolutely! You well drop. not
1: there quite, but
0: <laughs> well, close, close. Yeah, you drop you drop what you're doing, and then you just drink.
1: Yes. <laughs> At least so, like it, that happened a lot, not just on snow days. So, <laughs> it wasn't that special, but
0: <laughs> that's true. Oh, oh! If any of my students track this down, that did not happen.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> oh, hey, you gotta live a little, right? Oh my God. Good times. Yeah. Now it's just not the same, but, but you know, you can, that is nice though. When you have your, you know, your kids, you can enjoy it a bit there. You can, uh, you know, have hot chocolate with them uh-huh. as long as uh you know, you're not going in an hour later, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So hopefully everything's cleaned up there uh, driveway wise and, and you're doing, doing well. And that's good to hear everyone's doing well. So let's get into the action then let's, let's do it. it uh, see what happens. So, The team that you know, I've I've noticed this that there's a theme that we tend to talk always about. Now we meaning whoever is on with me or 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 whatever about the the team that's doing the best or the top team or the team that's the story. And one of the there were a few big games I think this past week. I think it was one of the game one of the weeks that had some rich matchups going into it. So it felt like it felt a little difficult to pick a headliner. But I you you can't look far past Man City. They had two matches that were big, and, and I think specifically looking at this Tottenham match. They come away winners, 3-0. Uh, uh, Rodri with the pen. Gunnigan with another two-goal match. Now, City rolling, but real quick about the match, there were a couple things Did you, you know, that I happened to watch that I'm wondering if you, you saw as well Rodri kicking the pen. Uh, I,
1: I didn't see that match. I saw the... I was confused why he took the pen. Then I remembered that Gundogan skied the last one
0: he took. So that was probably why. <laughs> exactly. And and with the burner hurt. Now, something funny that happened in that match is that Ederson came all the way up to the box, like talking to, I'm trying to remember who the intermediary was. They had someone that was talking between, uh, Rodri. Oh, I have to look back and think, but Ederson was wanted to take that kick. And the commentators <laughs> were saying that like, he's their best taker in, wow. in uh, practice. So could you have imagined the fantasy points that people would have gotten? <laughs> for, I mean, he got an get, assist yeah, later in the match. Yeah, a goal, <laughs> a clean sheet, and an assist I mean, for a goalie. Would have been huge numbers. Uh, I believe actually looking back on it, it, was Bernardo Silva who's the intermediary between them. Oh, okay. Uh, the other thing, if people got a chance to catch it, actually, if you get a chance to catch it, I'll see if the intern can post it. Intern, The, the intern no longer has the Bielsa bucket the intern now sits on the floor <laughs> and, you know, no, nothing to sit I on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have the intern tweet that, uh, where uh, a killed Devinson Sanchez. Uh, he absolutely like murdered him on a dribble. Uh, and, and I didn't see that. So I'd love to see a clip of that. So it was Twitter. on the play that Ederson the got corner too. Yeah. It was on the Ederson assist. He bombs it up the pitch. And basically the ball kind of bounces almost to the box and Goodigan controls it and then he kind of turns to Sanchez who's the only defender really Oh, crazy.
1: I did see that. Yeah, that was
0: dirty. Dude went face first into the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but just generally speaking now, Man City, they're they're going, they're kicking, they're going to have of course as soon as they come to play Arsenal, they're going to have Aguero and De Bruyne back. This always happens. That Aguero I think has played only exclusively against Arsenal in the past 2 years. Uh can we agree that the league is over?
1: Yes. Now, now you say the thing about Aguero and De Bruyne as if it would make a difference against Arsenal, like they would win if Aguero and De Bruyne weren't there.
0: But, <laughs> hey, goal difference, mate. <laughs> goal difference. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay.
1: Losing 2-0 as opposed to 4-0. Yeah,
0: I'm not trying to get our dicks kicked in as we try to <laughs> recover and play some geek on Thursday again, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but back to your point, yes. I mean, can we just stop talking about city being so good and just move on. Cause I mean, there's not much else to talk about. They're rolling.
0: Yeah. That's at, least,
1: at least for the premier, nothing to talk about for the premier league.
0: Exactly. And I agree with you there. So that's why I was going to ask you now with that said, pretty much with it being done and dust in the premier league, we can ask, will they lose a match again? But I think more importantly, the question is, should they now focus on the champions league? Because when you look at the table, they're 10 points ahead of the next team. Uh, which I believe is United. Was it 10 points on United and
1: Leicester? Leicester.
0: Yep. And only two teams ever have been up 10 points in any point in the Premier League and have failed to win the league. And that was Newcastle in 95-96 and Manchester United in 97-98. Oh, okay. Uh, So so probably not going to happen with this team. So my question is, would you, if you were Pep Guardiola, the week you have two matches, would you focus your main squad for the Champions League matches? Yes, absolutely. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I think a team that hasn't won that and that it's evaded them. I think they haven't even been to the semis before. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. It's incredible the way they've played in the premier league that they haven't been able to make it that far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Leicester has been as far as Manchester city has in in both clubs histories. That's true. (laughs) I never thought it. Jeff Paris, what do you have to say about that? I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious to know. and, And I feel like, Jeff Paris would also say that City will never will not lose another Premier League match this season. I think they will. Yeah, just the because end. they need to focus on Champions
1: League and, and mm-hmm. they they can let off the gas, and other teams need the points way more than City do. So
0: yeah, and like they should start this weekend. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you are going to be that lucky. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So you're right. A lot, you know, not really much else to talk about on city except for champions league. They didn't have a champions league match this week. So maybe no. um, when that time comes, I guess, I think we're pretty much done talking about them in the premier league, but Tottenham, Tottenham, you know, you expected a little more of a threat. They beat city two nothing in the previous match mm-hmm. they had against each other, but again, nothing going. They did have Kane this match. Uh, but to me, they just kind of seem like a team that's like, Floating and has no direction, you know. If you're Jose Mourinho, you know, because we could sit here and analyze Tottenham with without Kane all we want. But I think the more interesting question is: if you're Jose Mourinho, how do you convince Harry Kane to stay on board this Tottenham ship? Are you showing any direction? What's going on there?
1: The the best way to tell or to convince Harry Kane to stay is for Jose Mourinho to say, "I'm quitting." You can have a new manager and then you can stay.
0: <laughs> but, but, but even then, you know, I mean, they just, I don't think they built the pieces around him. Son is really the only good player. And, and I talked a lot about Hoyberg last yeah. week that he's been good, but outside of that, it's just, it's just not good enough. They're just, I don't see, you know, with certain teams, you see a direction, you see them going in a way, especially you you look at our teams, for instance, you see a direction, uh-huh. you see how they've changed their style, how they've improved uh, that's just a team that just kind of, man, eh, they fluctuate up, down, up, down. And maybe you're used to seeing that uh, with Mourinho, but but it's funny because I, I thought of this question and as I thought of it, I was on my Twitter just a little bit ago and I had an ITK that said that, uh, that Harry Kane might be looking to leave this summer and that Tottenham may grant him that. So hmm. Um, that I mean, they, yeah, and that they're, they would look for uh, Danny Ings or Dominic Calvert-Lewin as his replacement is, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> huh. get, they, I think, they'd get worse in that case. No offense to those guys. Yeah, but not
1: Harry Kane. They would. Yeah, and uh, frankly, Harry Kane's overall career arc would would benefit from leaving Spurs. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree.
1: I mean, there's there's not much there's not that much glory anymore to. Being a one club guy, mm-hmm. like you talk about someone like Gerard, um, or G- how he's a one club guy, and mm-hmm. the first thing you say when you mention Gerard being at Liverpool the whole time, he never won the league, mm-hmm. right? Like yes, they they won the Champions League. What was it oh five or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, you know they have that star by his name, but then you talk about the slip, and he didn't win. Oh yeah, it's great. He stayed at Liverpool his whole career, but he stayed at Liverpool his whole career, never won. So. Yeah. Harry Kane can can cement his legacy as one of the best English strikers of all time by going somewhere to win something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really all about what you want to leave behind, what you want to do, how you want to be remembered. And I think Steven Gerrard in his own way wanted to be remembered like the, like the Liverpool guy and he won his Champions League. But you're right, he didn't win his league, he, d- he didn't jump ship. And I think the days of that loyalty are, are kind of gone too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... There's a guy by the name of Pacchettino that's down in Paris that might have gone Harry Kane's name. And imagine Harry Kane in between Neymar and Kylian Mbappe. So that would be wild.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) That would be... I'm trying to think of an analogy. That would be like... I mean, would that be close to... That would be like a a, a
1: three-legged turtle in a (laughs) greyhound race.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, Harry Kane. (laughs) That'd be banana lands. Uh, Yeah. I mean... I'm just saying I did well there, but yeah, it's an option. That's good it, spot might for him. it might happen, but you're right. He would be, he'd be breathing out of his mouth at midfield while Killian Mbappe and <laughs> already on the other side of the pitch. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw Everton in here because Man City also disposed of Everton. They were just on the path that, that city goes down, uh, lost three, one to Tottenham, but they also lost two nothing at home to Fulham. So they had a pair of defeats this week. Your boy, Maja with the brace uh-huh. I loved it I got to give you a shout out uh first of all I'll let you talk about that a little bit any shout outs to Maja or anything you want to say to the people on the pod or even me
1: yeah I just want to say directly to you Mr. Host of this podcast I, I, watch Sunderland till I die
0: yeah you're right you're right I agree I got it because I mean
1: there's there's no reason you would have any reason to know who he was mm-hmm. um, unless you watch the
0: show yeah yeah.
1: So I, I can't blame you for not knowing him because you didn't watch a show.
0: And he was in season two. You said that he really. I think he was. I think he was season football. two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I read somewhere online said reality show star. Reality show star Maja scores a brace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. I mean,
1: that's that a bit really of a stretch,
0: but it's, it's yeah. like, would you call an NFL player that's in Hard Knocks a reality star? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that's a bit wild. Uh, I do want to say this about now that we've talked about Fulham getting the job done, Everton, two losses they can't afford. I go off last week. I say good things about them. I think this is a curse. Mm. This happens a lot on this podcast. Uh, so why is it that a team like them starts failing once we give them credit? Is it, is it just that other teams catch on? They were without Calvert-Lewin. Does he have that big of an impact? Cause they've all these other guys, they've Ancelotti, you know, what's your theory on why Everton, when they start rising, we say good things about them and they, capitulate
1: i think it's kind of a combination of things you said like dcl is one of their best players so missing him hurts Mm -hmm. but at the same time those are two well i mean the city loss can be expected but it was at home you you wanted them to put up a fight but the the 2-0 loss to fulham is not one they should lose and i think it's just i don't know if it's club mentality or, or talent level or management or whatever but a club at the level of, at the level of Everton just aren't consistent, and other clubs around them aren't consistent either. Basically, mm-hmm. no no one's been consistent except for City this year. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and even so, them, they had a rough stretch. Yeah, they had a rough start, and they've been uh-huh. yeah. So, um, the this season it just proves the season has been so wild. Like you yeah. really can't take any game for granted. I would almost so argue,
0: I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I would almost argue that instead of blaming the footy corner for Everton's struggles, I'm going to blame these masked men that apparently robbed Carlo <laughs> Ancelotti's home just after the poor guy has one of the coolest moments in blowing on tea in an FA Cup game while everyone's going insane. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I believe the intern did tweet that little that little interview he gave about yeah. it being cold, and that's why he didn't uh, <laughs> he didn't celebrate. And then the poor guy gets robbed. Uh, you know, his house gets broken into by a masked gang that may be connected to, I believe, some sort of a, a mafia or something. And well, did you hear about what mafia are they? No, the Target they, mafia. It might. You know what? Something like that you know and and this has been an issue in that liverpool area a lot that that uh, yeah. players have been have been robbed while they're away and he was away actually and whoever robbed knew he wasn't going to be around but i guess his daughter was in the house or she was disturbed Jeez, by that's it it's scary it really is um you know and and obviously these people are after possessions cuz they're trying to plan the timing of it but you know it's only a matter right. of time before someone gets hurt so yeah that's yeah you, that's- you just
1: need uh, sayad kolasnic there to protect you <laughs>
0: Yeah. Especially when they have knives. I couldn't believe that clip, man. That's bananas. Oh my God. Yeah. So Everton, uh, you know, final, final thing on Everton before we go, you know, as of today, yay or nay, top four for you. Nay. Okay. I I would agree with you there. I had thoughts last week and then after they lost to Fulham. mm, Yeah. That's not not a good look. Uh, Although Fulham has been decent lately. So shout out to Fulham. Uh let's move to another team that's kind of struggled Leicester or Liverpool losing at Leicester 3-1 their third straight Premier League uh match. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's it's not a good look and for the second straight game they imploded after the 70th minute. They were winning this match 1-0 and all three Leicester goals happen late. Uh you know and and some of them comical again. You know, like mm-hmm. my first question is Allison, why is he having these these issues late in the game He he had a play, I think, he, and I actually watched this game I woke up and I was watching this game And when he and Kabak ran into each other I just felt bad <laughs> for the new kid Because that's the goalie's call Oh goal. yeah So, um, what, what do you think the issue is with and Why is he having Because this is, I believe, his third or fourth error in two games
1: Yeah, I think he's just been in Liverpool too long It's just <laughs> something in the water Affects your goalkeeper intuitions, I guess Mm-hmm. I I don't know how else to explain it. He's turning into the next um car- car- carious carious. Yeah.
0: Have you seen that meme? No. Uh, oh. It was uh like, oh. you know in Scooby Doo when they used to always take off the mask. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that uh I think had um uh, you know Allison's face but then it coming off and it was Loris Carius. I I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those things that I'm like, "Oh, you know, but I don't know. Is it, I'm thinking maybe he just, you know, not trusting his back line as much, perhaps, uh, you know, these errors could have be. happened in the last two games and I'm not blaming it all on this poor Ozan Kabak guy who's 20 years old oh. coming into the team. I mean, yeah, he's, he doesn't have the pace yet, but young defenders, especially center backs always are going to have trouble. So I think maybe it's part of him not trusting or not the communication isn't there. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that could be, but
1: so. it, when you're when you're a goalie you ha, you have to make the communication be there mm-hmm. like the the defenders typically can't see you and you can see them so it's your responsibility to make that communication yeah at least that's how it's been for me when I play goalie i know i, I play like rec league soccer in central indiana so it's not exactly high level and i'm a backup goalie but still if if you're back there you have to be talking to the entire team at all times Well, and that's the
0: thing if it's a clear issue like that and even we can identify that well that's that's something that's a bit odd to me and and so I guess my question would be do you do you keep going with him or do you risk his confidence getting hurt and going with Keller just seeing what happens
1: uh maybe give him a chance to turn it around and if it mm-hmm. keeps going then go with keller i mean Kelleher showed flashes of brilliance in, in his little game time that he's had so far
0: yeah i um, agree
1: First so phew, yeah i mean maybe, maybe just start a rotation maybe don't bench allison but start bringing in Kelleher here and there a bit more sprinkle him in more than you have been
0: yeah i would i would say there's no harm in those where you have two match weeks um or two matches in a week, you could mm-hmm. throw Allison in like the champions league games. And then you could throw Kelleher into the premier league matches and, and then, and have them work with the same defenders, you know, like the defensive pairs that, that you might rotate if yeah. they do. I, I mean, I know they don't have many players uh, that aren't hurt that they could rotate, <laughs> right. but, but that's just an interesting, I, I did want to point this out again. Another thing that happens on the pod, I called a, out for a little bit last week, just said things aren't working for him. Did you see that pass on that Salah goal? Oh my God. That pass was ridiculous.
1: And, and Salah's finish too, was just so casual mm-hmm. like that. And their goal, that was the best goal of the week, I think, but Holy cow. Oh yeah. It, that it was, was, that insane. was insane. Yeah, I and, agree. And I was like, oh, well that's the match Liverpool. I mean, the confidence that you get from scoring a wonder goal like that, I was like, Liverpool, they're going to score two more or whatever. And then obviously the exact opposite happened.
0: Yeah. No, that's what I thought too. I was like, that's, that's one way to wake up from, you know, I was just kind of like laying on my couch. I just kind of woke up and was watching the game and said, Oh, I'll pour coffee out in after this game. That thing got me straight up. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) coming sooner. We're ready. Let's go. This game's on. Uh, So it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, So Liverpool, Struggles continue. Uh, there is one more thing I want to put from the comments into here. Steve did mention, I don't know if you were able to see Steve's tweet. He pointed out a play early in the match, uh, Pereira on Salah. Uh, he, he got like, I guess a foot on him or, or, you know, he fell down in the box. They didn't give a pen. He goes, I guess that's not a penalty anymore. Um, and, and it wasn't far off of like the, the penalties that, uh, What was it? David Luiz gave up to the Wolves guy, Uh William Jose, or the one that Bednark gave up to Martial, is is are calls like that. And that I went off on last week in the show. Are they hurting things later? Because people are like, well, that was called then. So why isn't it called now? Is it it getting a bit out of control?
1: I don't recall the exact play that you're talking about, because I think I missed the first little bit. It was a small uh,
0: clip. It was like, it is similar to those other penalties I told you about that,
1: you know, discussion. then it just goes back to refereeing consistency. And, and how do you, how do you get, get that out of these refs? Yeah. Kind of like what you talked about last week mm-hmm. um, by tough. yourself there. Yeah. That's I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I mean, it's every, every one of them is a judgment call mm-hmm. and yeah. not
0: everyone's judgment is the same. So, that's true. You're very, very right there. Let's go to a more positive thought. Leicester City, just keep it rolling. Every time we're not sure about what's going to happen, they go on. Jamie Vardy is back. He announced himself by playing guitar with the corner flag after scoring <laughs> the goal. Uh, and, hey, I mean, we, we, we've we decided City are going to win. Is it time to say, hey, Leicester can get second place, that they are favored to be second, that they are they have a high percentage chance of making Champions League?
1: I think so. I like just watching them, you know, going back to the eye test, cause we have to talk about Manchester United here mm-hmm. um, who are currently in second. Leicester just looked like a better team to me. Yep. So I, I think they are strong contenders to finish in second above United and all these other teams. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, we just have to face it. Leicester are really good this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and agree with you. If,
1: you know, they're, probably better than the year they won the title, but the year they won the title, everyone else was worse. There wasn't a, a team like city to contend with.
0: Yeah. And, and I think their guys are stronger after the collapse that happened last year. Yeah. Um, th- that midfield, you know, again, and DD Telemans is just so good. And then I think Harvey Barnes is much better this year than he was before. And I think you throw that in yep. the mix. It's just a matter of, can we keep these guys together? Cause this team is, is really fun to watch. Um, I was able to actually catch a bit of them because I taught a class during Arsenal's Europa game, but, but, uh, Lester had a match at, at 1155. Uh-huh. So I actually was catching their match. Now I don't think, I think it was zero zero nothing came of it, yeah. but they're just, they're still a fun team to watch. They have good defenders. They just get it done. And like you said, the eye test, I think I agree with you that they're better than United who, I guess, you know, let's just get to them next year, but before we do percentage that Lester makes champions league.
1: I'd say 75%. Okay. Yeah. i with you there. 70,
0: 70. If you thoughts. do, if you,
1: if you predict any result in the premier league this year with higher confidence and 75%, you're just an idiot. <laughs> like Except Even city winning league the title. Win. Like, uh, yeah, I, that's probably close to a hundred percent, but <laughs> I also would not be surprised if they collapsed.
0: Yeah. It's been, I'm not
1: a- saying they will. I, I'm fairly certain they won't, but just with how the whole season has gone.
0: I have bet a lot less on soccer thanks to what's been going on. You know what? Let's just jump real quick to United then because we talked about them. We talked about them not quite being up to that eye test. I went on a rant about them last week, even though they had a very good week in terms of goal differential and, and points, you know, they draw West Brom one, one, you know, I can't say I'm going to sit here and be like, Hey, I told you so, but, but um, are they kind of like Spurs in a way that it's tough to know what you're getting. And then Bruno is like their Kane and son, that if you take him out of that team, you know, they're kind of screwed if he gets hurt. I, I'm not sure if, um, if if that's the case as much as Tottenham, but but I don't know, just something about that team, you know, they. you just see the results, you see them up there in the table and you just wonder what, how or why, especially it, after that match with West Brom.
1: It just seems like they should be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all their individual players are so good, mm-hmm. but as a whole, it's not the sum of a whole.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. is so, not the some of their parts. You look at Pogba, you look at Bruno, yeah. you look at all these players. Uh,
1: Rashford, Martial. Mm-hmm.
0: And Mason Greenwood, who just got a new contract yep. that'll keep him at the club till June of 2025. Young guy, but. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know that to me, this is going to sound crazy because I'm I'm up and down about them. I say good things and then I see a bad stretch coming. Here's, here's a bold statement I will make about Manchester United or bold prediction. They will finish out of the top four.
1: Hmm.
0: And the reason I say that is because we recall a time in the season that they were really bad. Right. And that time of the season, they were really bad went up until about November. I believe there's some point of November that they were Uh pretty crappy until, and what was maybe happening between the beginning of the year and about November, December, I would say the other European, European competitions. Uh So hmm, I'm looking at a team that is going to have a lot of matches coming up in a few days. And I worry, I I worry that Bruno is going to get run into the ground and they're not going to have that creative spark for games that they've always relied on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's my bold shout. I know it's, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, Put a percentage on United making champions league. 50 okay I, yeah i think is that's that, a good shout no that's a good one 50,
1: But i mean if, there's
0: just so many teams that are within it's striking tough. distance of them yeah it's really tough to see what's going to happen there um it'd be interesting to see is, is that what's the guy's name adam silver that runs uh the predictions um
1: wait isn't adam silver the commissioner of the nba Oh, Nate
0: Silver. <laughs> they, yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I'm so bad with first names that I, I when I was re-listening to last week's episode, I believe I did call Mike Dean Howard Dean once. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't
1: pick it up. Yeah. No, I, I for for when I when I heard Adam Silver was the commissioner of the NBA, uh-huh. my very first thought was like, oh, that 5:38 guy is commissioner of the NBA. Yeah. So I I totally excuse that uh, uh, um, slip up.
0: people with the same last names they confuse me sometimes you know so hey what what can you do um i'm I'm actually pulling up as we were discussing that his his uh probabilities um wow man united to make champions league under his predictions 81 percent eighty one percent so um man city's probability to win the league 98 (laughs) yeah he has. Let me tell you his top four in making UCL. Obviously, Man City's up there. We can throw them out. Uh, United, eighty one percent to make Champions League. Liverpool, seventy one percent, and then Chelsea, fifty four percent. So wow, okay, uh, and then Leicester at fifty one. So, uh, huh. My Gunners sit at four percent. Lovely. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs>
1: but yeah, he's that. That website is a, a numbers game,
0: and we're, Absolutely. we're all about the eye test and exactly. Well, and probably, also more right than we are it, well but this site i mean this year would be the year that it's wrong with how crazy shit is so <laughs> you know i don't know we'll see uh let's move True. on to uh i will say a match that uh i think was quite entertaining for the neutral uh, and i'm not yes it right was my team was playing at arsenal and Leeds. arsenal four Leeds two Leeds in that 10:30 a.m sunday uh spot they just they never failed at this point in that's spot. they <laughs> <laughs> they, they always have crazy games. Um, they,
1: they're a fun team to watch one way or the other. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they either they're going to attack and look great or they're just going to leave themselves wide the hell open and the yeah. other team is going to look really good. And Mikel Arteta saw something in this. This I, I'm going to put to him because it had been a long time since we saw Aubameyang up top. He'd been playing on the wing a lot. And Lacazette was sitting, and you'd sit there and say, well, hasn't that man been hot? Don't you want to play a hot hand? He saw something in Leeds and how they play, and he put Aubameyang up front, and he stuck. Uh, he put actually Smith Rowe out on the wing with Odegaard mm-hmm. in the middle and Saka to the right. So the young trio who really, really helped out, I think, and made bombing look great, had a hat trick, Aubameyang, which long time coming because he – He's been struggling all year, had a big miss today in in Europa. Um, But he is – I want to say this about him. Since 2009-10, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is one of three players to score a hat trick in three of the top five leagues across Europe. Do you think you could name the other two? I mean, this is a really – hard. I mean, it has to be someone that's moved across leagues. One of them, I can definitely tell you, played in the EPL – He's played in Italy and also Spain, so La Liga, Syria, and EPL. I, like I know for a fact, I know the exact three teams this guy did for. The other one, uh, I'm f- the other one. I think played for Chelsea, but then I don't know what other teams he's played for. Okay, so I'm gonna look it up. My, right my first guess is Ibrahimovic. That's actually a good guess, but it's not. No, him. but
1: he he didn't play for EPL. He or he didn't play La Liga. He played PSG.
0: Yeah, but that was it. Um, was a good shout.
1: That was a really good shout. And I mean, I didn't think Ronaldo that. left EPL before 2010. Yes. Shit. I I was gonna I was gonna say Lukaku, but he mm-hmm. he's only done he was only in EPL in yeah. Syria. Yep. Man. I'll say. The, uh, do you want me to say the teams?
0: Yeah. So the first guy that I'll go with that you I think you'll know more. His three teams that he's done it with. Uh, most recently, he's done it with Inter Milan. Uh, Then before that, it was with Arsenal. And before that, it was with Barcelona.
1: Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Arsenal. Yeah.
0: And he was with Arsenal. Wow, I should know that. He's also played for another Premier League team, too. After Arsenal, he played at another Premier League team and then went to Inter Milan. (laughs) So,
1: Man. um, I can't think.
0: Barcelona
1: to then, arsenal is what yeah. was tripping me up
0: yep and then a brief stop. What, what nationality what nationality is he oh that'll give it away I'll, I'll say this one I'll say this oh, one. okay he had a brief stop at Manchester United before going to Inter Milan oh 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 oh, oh. Played, you um, know on his entrance uh, video yeah um is it Alexis
1: Sanchez yeah yeah because if I said Chilean you okay.
0: would have gotten that uh Alexa I forgot Can- he was at Inter Milan yeah, Alexis Sanchez is one. of them. I think this is a fun game. The other one yeah. might be a little more difficult, but I think you have a shot. Well, he was with Chelsea first until 2012, so I don't. I'm not sure. Okay. How well, you know. So he was with Chelsea up until 2012. Then he did it with uh, Lille it, between 2012 and 2014, and then with uh, Hertha between 2014 Oof. and 2020. So a smaller kind of name guy. He's from the Ivory Coast. And It's not Didier Drogba, obviously, but uh, <laughs> but a teammate. Um, yeah, I I I don't think I can get that yeah. one. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, so anyone that was playing along, Solomon Kalou is Kalou. Oh um, wow, okay. So it's crazy. I thought that was a really fun. I saw I that. Who's was was like, at Chelsea. Shit. Yeah, that's a fun trivia question to bring up. Yeah. So yeah, Aboubakar gets it done. Uh, he hadn't had much success success up the up the middle before this. You know, I think my theory is it's the three behind him. Is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang back?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Um, scoring a hat trick, uh, you definitely have to say he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for that game he is. But yeah, yeah, he's back. Mm-hmm. Let's. I mean, keep keep those three guys around him. Like, how, how do you like Odegaard, by the way?
0: Oh, you know. uh, So here's the thing. I that was his first start. This game actually was Uh, his first start. He's come off. It's been tough to get him off the bench because we kept getting red cards. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But hey, you know, he. I think he played outstanding in that match. He's he's getting on with the team, and he actually today had a really good. Again, I was uh, teaching during the match, but I I saw some highlights, and I I did. You know, I look into my Twitter, my Arsenal Twitter, and a lot of people were saying that he played great uh and actually a few people said he was reminding them of ozil you know before he got lazy so <laughs> a young ozil <laughs> which a guy yeah. with you know like him that has ambition i think at the young age he is uh, the problem is having to being able to pry him from real madrid um, yeah might be difficult because he's a young wonder kid but hey you can enjoy him while you have him and i really i really do enjoy having him on the side and i think that Having him and Smith Rowe as, as kind of facilitators have helped players like Saka and Obama. So, Cause if you look at yep. you look at every match summary, Saka's scoring showing up as an assist guy or a goal scorer. He's yep. scored again today in, in Europa League. Um and so yeah, yeah Saka's been great. Yeah, he's been outstanding. He's running all over the place. There's space for him now and people are finding him. Again, I think it's because they needed that creative kind of player yeah. now. If they aren't able to obtain Odegaard, that would be my number one choice in the summer. If if I were if you were to tell me, hey, they're looking at a at a playmaker, realistic choice, I'd like to you know keep it going with the guy. You know, obviously thinking they can't get Grealish, they can't get you know like a big name guy. Yeah. he might be. You know, if you can buy him somehow, that would be. Oh man, that'd be outstanding because I, I like what I've seen so far. I nice. like how this team's played in the last month. I, Mike, actually, I'm going to ask you this uh, as a as a neutral that's watched them. You know, bar the red card games, if you've seen them here or there, have you seen them play a little more connected, a little more quick? A little more of the old arsenal, to me, it seems like has been back, not just because of the results or performance, you know, or because of the performances, not just the results. Are you seeing that a bit or is it just the, the, the few
1: board? the few games I've watched? I have and it, you know, it might be kind of a, a selective choice here. Um, cause I watched that one. I think it was West Brom in the snow. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they looked fantastic. <laughs> looked <really> um, <laughs> and the Arsenal game or the Leeds game, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched every single one of their games. So I'm sure they have a, a slog game here or there. They had a little yeah. losing streak the there Villa for a while, one. which I didn't mm-hmm. watch, but, um, I mean, you can see, you can see traces of it. And these mm-hmm. guys are young. The, this, yes. That trio you mentioned. Um, so yeah, it, things are looking up.
0: Yeah, I agree with you and even the game they lost against Wolves I thought before the red card they looked oh, yeah. they looked the best they have all year and then so, yeah, I mean, it's, that's why I didn't get so mad. at Lately, I've just enjoyed watching them. And, and again, I, gl- I had some glimpses as the computer was to the side here while I was teaching, uh, <laughs> and, and every glimpse I was watching, they had some good interplay. So I feel pretty good about them going forward. Um, we'll see. I'm almost okay with throwing this game with City out the window over the weekend yep. and, and playing for the, the Benfica game on Thursday because, you know, I think their best route to Champions League is, is going through the Europa League. But, yeah. You know, you have to see what happens there. Uh, Before we move on, real quick, Leeds' most exciting team to watch for a neutral overall period.
1: Um, maybe I'd say Leicester Mm -hmm. or City because you know that they're they're going to score. Um, I guess if you if you want to see something interesting, you don't want like a top team to watch. Leeds would be a fun team to to get behind and, and follow. So yeah, yeah. most exciting non, non elite team,
0: I guess. Okay. I'll give you that. I agree. Yeah. I think especially off he's been playing lately. Oh man. But, uh, but yeah, non elite leads is up there. I want to know what the people think at the footy corner too. Let's go to another exciting team in London as of late, your boys, Chelsea two, nothing winners over Newcastle. Uh, we saw the, um, Olivier Giroud getting another goal, our boy, uh, and he has yeah. 21 goals as a substitute, which is only second ever in the Premier League to uh, Jermaine Defoe, who has 24. Huh. So
1: I would have guessed Andy Carroll would be at the top of that list.
0: <laughs> that wouldn't have been a bad shout. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping our boy Giroud can uh, can pass pass him up soon, and that would be yeah. cool. Um, but the, the main thing I want to talk about, well, we could talk about some of the action. Timo Werner scoring for you again. Yes. I want to say that almost didn't go in. <laughs>
1: It it crossed the line by a lot. Yeah. It, was, it was fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but it was one of those where you're like, oh my goodness, if yeah, that no. had gone in, like, uh, yeah,
1: that's like your season's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has. It's. I think I read somewhere that it was a hundred days between goals and exactly yep. one thousand minutes. Oh, jeez. So, um, hey, Perfect. Hey, how do you feel goals about that goal?
1: Still not great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm in it with you. So whatever happens. Yeah, my, st- my stomach
1: hurts thinking about it.
0: <laughs> I will say, though, this game, they did play Werner on the wing so they can play him with Abraham, with Jean, uh-huh. came in later. Uh, do you feel that that's the best place to utilize him? And and does that, by doing that, are you taking away other players that could play there, or do you feel good about that setup?
1: <clears throat> I, I don't like seeing him there, but mm-hmm. Lamp- Lampard had him out there for a long time, and now... Tuchel cool is having him out there. So they obviously know more than me. So maybe that's where he performs best. I'd prefer him to see, I'd prefer to see him in the middle, mm-hmm. maybe in a top two, um, you know, cause he's much faster than Abraham or Giroud. So just kind of a, have them play off each other um, with Werner getting in behind or something. And, and Giroud's so good at that, like hold up play and mm-hmm. distributing with his back to the net. Um, and just making that extra, like that one, two pass with, with the fast guy, you saw him do it at Arsenal a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you saw him do it with Hazard and a little bit with Pulisic last season. Um, I think he could do something like that with Ferner, but what do I know?
0: (laughs) No, actually you, you, you thought of something that I thought was pretty cool because I've started to see they're playing five in the back. I mean, I, I know they did this game. They played five in the back. Yeah. Um, which, which I think worked out. And if you do that, you can put two strikers up front if you yeah. have the the width from those fullbacks, and then if a couple of your midfielders, especially against a weaker team, push up like you're saying, like a Zek kind of player, then what yeah. why can't you have like you said two up front? Because it seems like Tuchel has unlocked Marcos Alonso, who you yeah. know never, never played again. Is it is he that big of a difference, or do you think it's just that Tuchel knows? Okay, he might not defend well, but if he's a wing back and he has support of three center backs, he's dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's definitely that. I mean, <laughs> Marcus Alonso is not going to go into the history books as the greatest soccer player ever, but <laughs> he he plays that wing back role so well. I mean, you've seen it mm-hmm. with with this team multiple years in a row now, where you put him at left back, he's a liability. But like when uh, when we won the title with Conte, Antonio Conte. Yes.
0: Um the Arsenal <laughs> the game,
1: way. the Arsenal game where thing like the light switch got turned on. I think he even got subbed on that game as a wing back and then that just started their run. Yeah. Um so it, that's just his position and, and when you play when you play him at wing back, he's he's going to excel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I thought the other wing back was an interesting choice. Um Yeah, so it. It, it's been
1: if you remember that that you was talking about, uh Victor Moses played wing back for a lot of the so it's kind of similar to that where it's you have you have basically a winger or or right mid that sits back a little bit. He's not really the, the most defensive guy. Um hell, even Pedro played right wing back for a couple yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um so so it's not necessarily a, a defender playing there, but someone that can Play play more forward, I guess, and just by default gets called a right wing back. Yeah, uh,
0: shout out Victor Moses. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. that's a good shout. Um, the last thing I actually I didn't put here, but I wanted to ask real quickly as a U.S. fan, now taking the Chelsea hat off and the U.S. hat uh, fan hat on, or you can keep them both on. Do you worry a little bit that uh, Christian Pulisic, who got a really good run out with Frank Lampard, minus when he was injured? Is kind of coming back. Is it is it does it worry you he's not getting around out with Tuchel or do you think he's slowing him back in from his injury problems? I'm I'm hoping he's just slowing him back in from his injury problems.
1: Um because I mean they, they have a relationship from before.
0: Right. Uh,
1: from both their days at Dortmund. So I, I don't think he's gonna get like squeezed out of the team or anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so I I think it's just easing him back and and there's just a wealth of options that you you gotta go with a hot hand and you gotta and when you do that, you also provide yourself the opportunity to heal all the way. Mm-hmm. We don't need pull a sick back right away. Um, so let them let them be one hundred percent fit with no question, no nagging little tiny injury that could that could get um, worse if you play them too soon. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you there. And I think people that are getting worried are waiting a little too soon. Hey, our world cup is in for another what year, year and a half. Cause it's going to be at the end of 2022. So yeah. there you go. Well, let's uh, let's, well, I guess we have to qualify too. That that's not oh a, my god, it's not a sure thing anymore. No, but I think with the, I think this is one of the most exciting U S teams that we're going to see. Oh yeah. Tomorrow. I'm pumped. So um, yeah, that'll be fun. The last match. And I only bring up this match because I want to go in depth with one of the teams here. Actually, before we do, I have one last step, one last little trivia game for you. Since uh, okay. Chelsea trivia, uh, Thomas Tuchel has picked up 13 of his 15 Premier League points. Uh, right with the uh-huh. draw draws of, of Wolves being the only game, and you could argue they they should have you know they should have won that one the way they handled uh, you know they had possession uh-huh. and could have finished. He had 13 of 15 points jo- that ties Jose Mourinho as one of the best five game starts. He had 13 of his first 15. There are two managers that were 15 out of 15 in somewhat recent memory, kind of recent memory. Do you know which two managers of Chelsea that came, I'd say in the last 15 years, got 15 out of 15 points in their first five games?
1: I, I don't think it was Andre
0: Villas-Boas. Correct. I think, it was not him. <laughs> oh, I, was it An- Ancelotti? Yes, Ancelotti was one of them. Yep, he yeah. was one of them. And the other one is, I think, tougher to get, but people forget about him. He was, Is it the before other my time? It, the other oh, one was is recent. it
1: uh, Rafa Benitez?
0: It is not Rafa. Oh, okay. More, more recent, I believe, than him, yeah. Actually, very recent. People forgot he managed Chelsea. It's not sorry. It was sorry. It was? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, that's why yeah. I asked that question, because, I mean, what was he only there for like a year?
1: Was he was it? there for one season, yeah, we and it was an okay season we won europa league but
0: <laughs> right it was the year you beat us yep i think i think he spit out more cigarette butts than he had than <laughs> the, he had scored goals that year so yeah that's why he got let go um no it was a style of play but he was 15 out of 15 people forget he started wow. out really well yeah uh, so that was a pretty cool fact i thought um and that's that's it i promise no more trivia today but i thought i like i thought about oh it's okay cool ones and hopefully i the love trivia are, yeah, the people at home get to play as well. Uh, last game, again, I want to bring up, but only because I want to talk about this team a little bit, and hopefully I don't pull a curse like I've done with every other damn <laughs> team that I'm like, oh, you know, Southampton, let's give them respect. Then Southampton yeah. loses five in a row. They stink, uh, or six in a row. And then, uh, you know, then Everton, and then this happens. So let us let me hope, by doing this, I'm not cursing this team, and I apologize, to all West Ham fans. West Ham three, Sheffield United nil. I know Sheffield's not great, but we look at the table, and the hammers are are up there with the with yeah. uh, Chelsea, with Liverpool. You know, this is a team that has the same. They're head of, of Liverpool. You're right. Yeah. They're ahead of Liverpool. Ahead of Everton. Um, you know, and Tottenham, and Arsenal, and all these teams, and, and they actually are tied as the best London team with with Chelsea, yeah. just behind on goal difference. Um, are they a legit? <laughs> Are we overlooking them? Should they have a shot at top four, or is this gonna stop? I mean, the,
1: the quick answer is yes, we absolutely are overlooking them. Mm-hmm. How much have we talked about West Ham this year? None. Like how much have you yeah, not at all? Yeah. And somehow they're in fifth place with the exact same record as Chelsea, mm-hmm. more points than Liverpool. But I I don't know. They're I, I feel like they're coming we're 24 games into the season. And I feel like it's coming out of nowhere that they're in
0: fifth place. Yeah. And I, you know, I just wanted to give him the respect because like you said, I don't think we've ever talked about them on this show in in depth, except no. for one time we had a West Ham fan on, but we even didn't ask him too many questions about that. It was about other things that were going on at the time. So I, I'm looking at having uh, Phil, I don't know if you remember Phil Bridges. He was on um, discussing West Ham, uh, but it was very brief. So maybe I'll have him on again soon, uh, to see, you know, like what there's six, one and one in this calendar year, since, since the year turned to 2021 and they have the second most points after Manchester city in the premier league. And that's a team yeah. that, you know, they're beating, I mean, it, they're beating uh, Aston Villa. I know palace kind of stinks. Sheffield United kind of stinks, but you know, they're winning their games. You know, they can only win what's in front of them. They won at Everton on new year's day. Uh, so they have some, I'd say what, what I'd call challenging fixtures coming up. And I think this will be – this is why I want to talk about them now because it, you know either it's really going to go up or it's really going to go down because they have Tottenham, Man City, Leeds, United, Arsenal, and Wolves and Leicester next. So it's, it's a bit of yeah. a throw. Um, but, yeah, I mean – But
1: like you say that, but – all their uh, upcoming opponents, minus Leeds, have European competition. Tottenham mm-hmm. have a Carabao Cup match, uh, probably FA Cup too. West Ham don't have any of those. They're, they only have the Premier League now. Yeah. So there's, there's no like major, major squad rotation they have to do. Um, they just have fewer matches than anyone else. So maybe they can stay fit and stay fresh and healthy and, and keep it going.
0: Yeah, I actually I believe when I last checked the lines, I think they were favored against Tottenham, which is wow, which is wild. Uh, but you know they're at home. I'm not. I'm uh, not betting on that. <laughs> yeah, I would. That is a game I wouldn't touch, and if I did, I would put a, a Brian unit on a <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs>
1: Brian unit for everyone is one dollar
0: <laughs> i mean it's nothing against you that's just saying that that match is so unpredictable if yeah. i would bet it i wouldn't bet more than a buck like that that is a wild game to, to try to figure yeah. out and, and understand I, i'm
1: i'm risk averse so i don't mind losing a dollar but and, and then i feel good when i win if i lose oh. hey it's a dollar if right. i win i'm like hey i want to bet yeah it's the thing i may have only been three dollars but
0: <laughs> it's the feeling like,
1: Hey, I'm a genius. I knew what the whole was like. <laughs> yeah. Game. Like, like, uh, with the West Brom, Manchester United game uh-huh. after West Brom, uh, scored early. I placed a unit down on, on the live bet for a draw
0: and that paid off. That is, yeah, that is a hell of a bet right there. That is a solid win. Um, I will say too, so, you know, so the $3 other, in my bank account and you felt good about it. You're like, I called that shit. Yeah. You know, and yeah. also you're on pins and needles watching the end. Like, please oh don't. God, I again. <laughs>
1: I know both teams. I didn't care. It was like media. Yeah. You and the, uh, the heat and, uh, Golden State. Warriors, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. For, for those um, to reference those real, real quick. that are listening. I had golden state plus seven and a half. And it's one of those that when the game comes down to the wire, right? If you have a team plus seven and a half, you don't even care who wins at that point. If it's tied with like 35 seconds left, you know that your team isn't going to lose by eight in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So on one end, I'm rooting for the for Golden State to. Score. I'm like, okay, win this, win this. They miss it, and Miami had it with like seven seconds left. I'm like yelling, okay, now you win it, you win it. Uh, I'll never forget. Caitlin was around. Was like, I thought you were rooting for the Warriors. So I was like, yeah. No, I'm just rooting for no overtime.
1: Yeah, if they go to overtime, then either either team has a chance to pull away, which Golden State
0: did. Luckily for right. you, not Absolutely. not to eat. Yeah, it's been a good. Yesterday was a good day, and then today is. Uh, I got it on the side here. I had Ohio State money line. Uh, parlayed with BYU. I don't know how BYU is done, but I, it's looking good <laughs> it so far and I hit on Iowa beating Wisconsin. So I got a little, little college basketball action. I know we're talking soccer, so I'll leave from that, but uh, about West Ham, about West Ham. Um, the other reason I want to bring them up in this match is they didn't have Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio came back for a little bit and did, did well, but he was, he. I think he has some fatigue issues and I believe this is going to be a problem the rest of the way with his muscular injuries. And they didn't get another striker. They sold Seb Aller and
1: uh-huh. they didn't
0: buy anyone. So the big concern with them is that they don't have another striker up front. And I'm looking this match. Gerard. But didn't think
1: it uh, – um. What's his name?
0: Jesse so Jesse Lingard, Lingard yeah. to play out on the wing. So they have a bunch of wingers, and I guess they might try to play Gerard Bowen up front. So Bowen might not be a bad shout in fantasy because Jesse Lingard in his first game, you know, scored two goals. Did you see that? This yeah. game is a hammer. Yep. And I go, I remember when the when they got him, I was like, oh my God, this is a joke. That dude stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna do from now on? I'll just have a stink eleven that I'll that I'll put in at the beginning of the season. <laughs> And that team will go on to be the best 11 by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Good again, uh, Jesse Lingard, <laughs> yeah. all these people i shit on all the time. They're just going to be really good. So. Hoiberg. Yeah. Pierre Emil Hoyberg, I, I made fun of him. I would put him as my defensive midfielder. Mm. And even on my own team, I could say granted, Shaka's playing a lot better the past three, yeah. four weeks. So, uh, Pepe's gotten better. A lot of people that I shit on, um, it, it it and 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 my wife does say that that when I do shit on players they all of a sudden it happens a lot with my uh, hockey with the Blackhawks too I yep. shit on the guy and then he scores um, but yeah West Ham watch for them folks I think the next few weeks will be really interesting and I think that's a team that if if their game is on try to have a look um, I wanted to give them a shout out I want to give Jesse Lingard a shout out. And yeah. And again, Rice and Suchek give big props to those two because Suchek has turned into some goal scorer out of nowhere. And Declan Rice, I mean, he just handles himself so well. They just need to hope that he doesn't get sold. Future Chelsea star, Declan Rice. There you go. uh, What's his face? Um, Nope, never mind. I was thinking the wrong thing. For some reason, I was thinking Cresswell, and then I was going to say wasn't Chillwell enough. <laughs> but never oh, mind, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Chillwell's less. Yeah, Declan Rice, uh, really good player. So I think, it, I mean, if he goes to Chelsea, oof, look out. Uh, all right. So the rest of the scores, just to kind of go over them, glaze over them Palace, zero, Burnley, three. Brighton and Villa played to a wonderful 0 0 draw. Uh, the Saints lose their sixth match in a row. Uh huh. In the Premier League, 2-1 to Wolves. They've had a goal differential of negative 16 in those six matches, scoring four and conceding 20. Uh, Burnley and Fulham played to a 1-1 draw. Again, this was one that Fulham's looking to keep momentum going, and they're actually winning this match. And I thought they had a chance to really dig themselves out of the relegation zone. But I think that point is big for Burnley because they keep that gap up there. So with all these results said, uh, you know, that it's that time of the week. And I thought we'd get over this, but I think it's a really cool segment where we could recognize a team and you know, you can even just pick one team or if you want to pick two, who would your winner or winners of the week be, you know, out of what's happened?
1: Um, I forget who I picked last week, but I'll, or last time I was on the pod, but I, it might have been Leicester. But mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Leicester again just because they had that huge win and, and basically announced themselves that hey, we're here and we're really good. We just mm-hmm. kicked the shit out of Liverpool for 10 minutes, but that's all that mattered. Yeah. And look at us, we're we're in third place and we're coming.
0: Yeah. That's true. That's a good shout. Uh, I do like that call of Leicester. And I like that. We kind of tried to veer away from like the, the obvious ones. So like for me, like, you know, city did pick up six out of six, but I mean, we don't expect much different these days. I would like yeah. to have given it to Chelsea who's been hot, but they'd be the team that's pretty bad in general. Yeah, um, and, and I gave praises to West Ham, which would have been my team, but I'm going to go a little off the cuff here. I'm going to go to a team that is battling relegation a bit. And that picked up four points in two matches. I'm going to go with Burnley uh, with the win over Palace. And by drawing Fulham kind of at the death, they've now separated themselves eight points from Fulham, who I would have also given honors to.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to go with Fulham when you said that because they they, they got four true. points out of six too. But
0: yeah. you know, And they're catching up, but, but the only reason I'm giving it to Burnley is because they've kind of put themselves in a good position to be safe, they seem to have righted the ship a little bit. Again, being eight points ahead isn't the only thing. They've jumped Newcastle and Brighton in the table to to go into fifteenth now. So mm-hmm. I want I want to dig down deep at the table and give them a shout out. But Fulham isn't far off, and I love what they're doing. I wouldn't be shocked if they caught someone. Yeah. Uh, so so for, yeah, I'll give pro, props to Fulham, but my official team that you'll never hear me praise again is Burnley. <laughs> so uh, loser of the week. Who's South your Southampton? Southampton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would say losers of 2021, to be honest. Yeah, with. for sure. They stink. They've had a rough go of it. I really like that call. And I can't think of anyone else. Um, hmm. Because that would have been my shout, Everton, I guess. Really bad. But that would be, yeah. My other one would be Everton for losing two home games. Not really the the city one, but really that Fulham one. Has yeah. Been, I think halted a bit of momentum and really kind of stopped this top four talk until they can figure it out. I mean, they, they still have the Europa league talk, but that's about the only talk we're getting right now. So, uh, all right. Anything else about the matches before we jump into the comments real quick? Nope. All right. So let's go to the comments. Let's go back early in the week. You did bring up uh, when I talked last week about Man City giving up less than a goal a game and being the only team I did. I didn't mean to say, and I didn't at the time, only this season, but I want you to, yeah. I want you to have the chance because I know you're going to enjoy doing this. Please do tell us who is the best defensive team in Premier League history. Well, of course, that's Chelsea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, it was the 2005 season. Yeah, yeah, you had 0405. Um, 0405. They conceded 15 goals mm-hmm. the entire season. Yep. And that's right now, with 14 games left, City have conceded 14 goals. So. So I think that means if um no I'm sorry City has conceded uh 15 goals now.
0: So you'll be rooting for Arsenal to put one by them. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise they can make history mate.
1: Yeah, if they if they have uh the clean sheet for the next 14 games then <laughs> they can tie Chelsea's record.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I
1: don't I actually I I don't know if it's a record. I assume it is Mm -hmm. for fewest goals conceded in in the premier league. Um, And obviously we, we know the top tier of English football didn't exist until 1993. So I I
0: believe that is, I I think you're right with that one. So I did want it. I did want you to get the chance to clarify to the listeners because when I re-listened, I did not say that season. So yes, that's this, this season city, but overall they have not. And unless they go on, like you said, a massive clean sheet streak, I think Arsenal will put it. I think Arsenal will put a stop to that record. So when they do, just pop pop your champagne open, Brian. You know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I can't take any ownership as a fan of Chelsea from o four o five. So that's okay, but you can still celebrate that their record isn't getting eclipsed. And I I would be more than happy if it's my team, even if we lose eight one. That that one goal. Uh, prevented them from getting the record. I suppose uh, <laughs> uh, you did mention why Neymar maybe doesn't want to come to the premier league. Cause I went on a little rant about him, uh, but you did send a picture of, I'm assuming that's uh, Eden Hazard. Oh yeah, it is. It says it on yes. shoe uh, yep. Yeah. He would get fouled a ton. So you don't, you can, you say you don't blame him for maybe not wanting to come. He wouldn't have to fly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He would get fouled 20, 30 times a game and he, he bloody heels bloody ankles after every match mm-hmm. he would be a, a sore mess and oh. frankly why why would anyone want to deal with that when you can make millions of dollars and, and be a global brand at psg or wherever
0: yeah i mean I, I i completely understand that it's it's as if jack grealish has taken the mantle from eden Hazard. oh yeah and if Neymar comes i i can only imagine he would probably be the next one to take the mantle from uh, Jack Grealish. So who knows about that? Uh, Good call there. And then you also mentioned uh, a little follow-up on Wrexham. You know, we talked about them last episode Mm -hmm. too. You mentioned in the comments uh, that, you know, they're off to a great start and uh, put that article about them repaying the uh, player furlough losses. So, Hey, you know, you don't go out and immediately start, buying this and that you got to go in and, and start internally fixing what's going on have good, yeah, methods, yeah. good strategies
1: they didn't and, they didn't yeah. buy the soccer team as a trophy you know like some rich billionaire that's oh i own a soccer team right um they i mean on a much smaller scale i mean similar to what uh, abramovich did with chelsea mm-hmm. again on a, on a much smaller scale abramovich bought chelsea with the intention of turning them into a a big club and supporting them and supporting the local community and, and all that. And, and these guys have done the same thing with Wrexham. Mm-hmm. Cause just, I mean, to give a little more detail, they, um, a lot of staff at Wrexham, I guess, with the pandemic got furloughed. So they weren't paid their full annual salary or something. They were paid some kind of, um, prorated amount, I guess. And, um, Rob, Rob McElhaney and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, after buying the team, backpaid all the missed wages so that they everyone
0: at Wrexham basically got paid a four-year salary yeah so that is awesome stuff in my opinion would would Rob McElhinney and Ryan Reynolds would they have brought Gunnersaurus back sooner (laughs) they (laughs) wouldn't have let him go in the first place there you go that's true then we wouldn't have been having a Mesut Ozil bankroll a dinosaur to come back Um, (laughs) a literal dinosaur (laughs) so
1: yeah so I tweeted that and um, so I uh, somehow some Twitter account called northwales.com retweeted it <laughs> yeah. and followed me on Twitter. Oh, you and got a couple follow of ran- other random people, That's yeah, bananas. So northwales.com, who <laughs> have fifty, they have f- 14,000 followers. What <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm famous now because I, I'm just kidding, but oh, um, I mean, hey. Big North Wales? A couple yeah. other strange random people also that I've never heard of liked that uh, tweet too. Really?
0: Well, some Welsh lads. It was somewhat a popular 12. Hey, I think Wrexham is a Welsh, you know, being a Welsh. Yeah, they fan. are. Where do you see them in, hmm, let's give it time, five to seven years?
1: I think, I think they can be, I'll, I'll say League One. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so hard to get from league two to league one to um, the championship and and much, much harder to even get to the premier league. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, I I think league one and and maybe making making some noise um, to get maybe a a playoff push to get into the championship. I do like that. You never know. Anything could happen. That's true. That's true. I do like like that. um, Wasn't it Burnmouth that got like three promotions in five years or something from yep. league two to the
0: premier league. Mm-hmm. And, so, I w- and I wouldn't be shocked if they started making their way back up again. They're looking good in the championship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So true. Speaking, and
1: then, or go ahead. I was just going to say one, one last thing is like for, for a non-league team like them and, and lower league teams like that. Um, I think that the name brand recognition really helps because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't name off the top of my head one other um, team from the National League or, or the Tier 5. I mean, maybe if I thought about it for a little while, it could come up with someone. Um, yeah. But since, since they're making, they're in the news, some young players with talent might, might want to lean towards playing there rather than playing somewhere else, and, and they can attract more talent that way.
0: That's true. That's true. You know, sometimes these buildups, they all begin within the organization, like uh, a team, like, and I, and I I don't mean to do this again with my own teams, but a team like the uh, in hockey, the Blackhawks, they worked internally first to improve what was going on from not being on TV to treating their players well. And then people wanting to come and stay there. That's always a key. Like you said, you know, to attract some of the players to get them to stay, especially when they become a more talented uh, outfit, you know, you keep them around. So that's a great point. Speaking of, ownership uh just very recently uh today was announced by Sunderland that they have been taken over they're now uh, oh, controlled fully and and this guy's become their chairman by some guy named um Cyril Louis Dreyfus Dreyfus and um he he's only 27 that's wild so he is the son of i guess a really rich lady uh, named Margaret louis Dreyfus, I believe, or Marjorie I if she's or related to Julia Louis Dwight I actually looked that up, um, and it wasn't a direct relationship between this okay. lady and the, and her. But I'm sure somewhere along the way, it could be like a cousin or something. You know, like that's yeah. not a very common last name. You know? Yeah. So that's something to look into. Actually, I'll see if either you or the intern can come up with an answer by tomorrow on. If you know, if Kirill Louis Dreyfus is, is related, um, but yeah, this guy's only 27 and he's controlling Sunderland now, uh, has a lot of money to put in and help them out. And I think, you know, a team like them that fell the league one that was nearly 200 million pounds in debt, losing 35 million a year, I think they need a little bit of this financial backing. And if they have the right people in place, I mean, they might have to figure that part out because they ha- they obviously got to that place through some wrong decisions along the way. Um, yeah. but it'll be very interesting. I, I saw that today and thought it was pretty interesting just to see how they'll get on. Cause that was, they, it was noted on their website. Like this was on like Sunderland.com or whatever their site is <laughs> Sunderland, AFC, yeah. whatever that is. Uh, so I thought that was, uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, wow. or sorry, is he 27? He might only be 23. I mixed that up. He was born in 97, 1998. He's 98 Yeah. Sorry. He's 23. only. Holy shit. Sorry. It's sorry. That's it's wild. Can you imagine <laughs> so, having a team at oh 23? Oh my God. No, <laughs> I could um, barely
1: keep up with my fantasy team at 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah. If you watch the um, Sunderland till I die mm-hmm. um, documentary, like it follows a couple like a, a lot of fans in the area too. And those are like salt of the earth people there. Um, who just like care passionately about their club. And I don't know who the hell this guy is, but I I can't imagine he will be welcomed with open arms. Um, He's not your typical um, lower league English football team owner. So he's going to have to make some moves and, and really show public commitment to the team to get the support of the fans. Yeah. So hopefully he's prepared to do all that. I wonder, I wonder if he wanted to own the team after watching the documentary.
0: Hey, <laughs> like legitimately though. It could be stuff like documentaries and movies really put the team in different, like, you know, certain teams in different lights, like you, they get glorified a bit. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. you know, they give you emotion and, and, and to put an emotion behind the team that gives it a little a bit of an extra oomph. So I, I could see that. So that'll be something to watch. I know we have a, a Phil shout out Phil who will yep. be uh, seeing if Sunderland. Could, I think he's, he's said for about three, four years now that he's going to announce a new team. And uh, I think when he does, or if he does, I'll have him do it on the podcast. Um, I think he's just, he's just waiting, waiting for Sunderland to come back. Yeah. yeah. I yep. think so too, because if it's taking this long, I think he, <laughs> yeah, in his heart deep down, he doesn't want to switch teams. He just wants yeah. them to come back. So yeah, exactly. We'll have to see what happens with Sunderland. I mean, it's going to be a couple years at least, but yeah, you know, we'll see what happens there. Another small thing I I didn't have earlier, but I wanted to bring up, it came up yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, that there was a referee in um, a match between Northampton and Ipswich Uh, Ipswich player, Alan judge goes down in the box. It was about the 90th minute, I think. And he gets really pissed off. Like you've seen when a guy goes down gets mad, the ref starts yelling. Yeah. This, this ref, Darren Drysdale, he not only didn't take the shit from this player, but he went up to him and confronted him. And they had like a head-to-head like almost clashing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he was kind of moving towards the player and he had to be ushered away by a Northampton player. Uh, Jeez. And then he brandished a yellow card to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the if, yeah. if you're the Ipswich player, if you're um, Alan Judge, you're pretty much in a loss, loss there going up against the ref head to head. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> so like you can't touch the the ref at all; otherwise, you get an instant red card and find.
0: Yeah, and, and then exactly. just mouthing
1: off to him is immediately a yellow card.
0: Yeah, exactly. The ref has
1: all the power in that situation.
0: Yep. Yeah, he was shown the yellow, and but the ref had to apologize because. The PGMOL, which is that stupid ref association, <laughs> yeah. go to hell. They are apparently <laughs> saying that they're investigating the incident and they're going to figure out some disciplinary process. But you know, it, to me, it's like if these guys can yell all this vile shit at the ref, and I get the ref is there to be calm and and, and keep the game in control. But man, I mean, in this case, can you give him? I mean, hey, he's just giving it back to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to follow that one. If PGmol does suspend him, they will be up for nonce of the week next week. I'm just, I just yep. want to put that out. Now the last, there's just one more story I want to go over. I know the reason we're, I'm doing these, these couple extra stories are because this week we are not going to have a nonce or a Mount Rushmore because the intern is fired. The intern did not post things on time. Yeah. So the intern still needs to post things from last week and then we'll catch up hopefully by next week's episode cuz we have one notch of the week set and then one mount rushmore that you and I picked. Um that is jeez yeah this
1: this this guy needs to go. You need to yeah. open up a job listing on monster.com <laughs> yeah. for show intern or something.
0: I should because I've, I've taken the bucket away. Let's see how the response <laughs> is this week. The intern suspended if things get better, because there were a couple good tweets. But outside of that, hey, we don't have scores. We don't have gambling <laughs> going updates. We don't have nonsense. I mean, what is going on? If this intern Jeez, doesn't get stuff by Saturday, out. And then Monster.com, here we come. So, <laughs> uh, the last yeah. story that I want to bring up is between – it's it's a, it's, a <laughs> it's kind of funny – um, it's about Wilfried Zaha and Andros Townsend goes on talk sport quite a bit. His Crystal Palace teammate, former Tottenham player, um, uh-huh. a bit of a dickhead guy. Uh, <laughs> no, he's pretty good, but he he comes on and tells a lot of stories, actually, that are pretty funny. Uh, one story that I'm just going to briefly mention, he said that there was a bust up once. I, I believe it was when he was with Palace, just a normal bust up, like a bad tackle happens. People come, they clash. And I guess it got so bad once that one player went to his car to get tear gas uh <laughs> to Jesus. bring into the Yeah. But he didn't say who the players were. But anyway, he he was able to get Wolf Zaha to talk um a little bit on, on talk sport one day. And Wolf Zaha is from or he plays for the Ivory Coast in the World uh-huh. War, And his teammate now is, is fellow Arsenal or is not fellow is, is Arsenal player Nicola Pepe. And so he he told a funny story that when they were on international duty once um, that Wilfried Zaha had actually changed his room um, when he was roommates with Pepe. So there's no animosity. <laughs> there's no animosity between them. They weren't mad at each other, but apparently Zaha is not a fan of Pepe's bedroom habits. So <laughs> he, he was asked to recall his experience on sharing a room with Pepe on a podcast. And he goes, Oh my days, Nicola Pepe. Uh, he says, I asked to leave the room. Uh, because he sounded like a motorbike. It was mad, bro. It was crazy. I was like, no, I can't. I had to go out. I remember this was the first time as well I went and I was with Nico. Yeah, they let me move in share rooms with Kalu, Solomon Kalu, who was earlier in the pod. And he was like, bro, I know. I had to move myself too. <laughs> Apparently, Pepe Jeez. snores like a motorbike. Uh,
1: Give him a fucking sleep apnea machine.
0: Right. So, yeah. Um, it, they said in this thing that it wasn't the first time Zaha has taken issue with a teammate. He got into a fight with former Man United prodigy Rival Morrison way back in the day. But this one was pretty funny, I thought. So Nicola Pepe got exposed a little bit, I, I suppose, um, with Kalu and, and Zaha agreeing that he he's a little loud in terms of snoring. So that's a shout there. Uh,
1: Zaha played for uh, England under 21.
0: You know what? He may have. And then he may have declared for the Ivory Coast afterwards.
1: Yeah. That looks like it because that clash with Ravel Morrison came during an English uh, U21 game against Lithuania.
0: Oh, wow. So how did they let him get away? Did they just have too many good players on the wing? I
1: guess so. Or Yeah, or he just wanted to go to Ivory Coast. Yeah, that could be it too. Trogba recruited him, I guess.
0: Yes, and they had a really good team for a bit. Yeah. Ivory Coast. They were fun to watch. Uh, yeah, so that was so that's interesting, and so he's had his his issues on international duty. Yeah, uh, wild. Uh, so just going over some previous results because we did po- we're one week behind on nonce, which is why we're skipping this week's nonce. Um, the winner from the last one, which was when we were on the show together, was Jeff's friend Daryl, fifty percent of the vote, and everyone else was tied between Jared Porter, COVID, Kai, and Robin Hood <laughs> the app. Um, so you can see how long ago that was. So yeah, Daryl's friend who actually did nonce about or Daryl's friend, Daryl, Jeff's friend actually nonced about and mm-hmm. was nonce of the week. So congrats to him on that honor, uh, his first win on the show. Again, this week we will, we'll skip the noncery. We'll come back next week with some noncery. We'll come back next week with the Mount Rushmore after the intern gets his shit together. So with that said, mate, we're on the stretch run here. Let's make some predictions. Again, no one, I think, knows what's going on. I don't even know how good uh, we've been. The the intern, do you have even any of these? No. Okay, so uh, (laughs) I don't have – Fucking guy. I don't even have updates from like – I'd be like, yo, I think it's been three weeks of matches. I don't even have have updates from the intern on on one week, whereas last time we had somewhat of updates. So uh, he's – yeah, get on it now, you fool. So, all right, let's pick some matches this week. So for everyone picking at home, you're picking all of this week's matches. Plus, there's a makeup game being played Tuesday between Leeds and Southampton, which is a makeup from week 18. So that's a heads up. All right, let's do this. For the roll call, I've got match starting on Friday. So it starts today because I assume by the time this is up oh, today. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, an er, it's an afternoon game, so get those picks in. Wolves and Leeds, I think it could be a decent one. I've got Wolves 1, Leeds 3. And I've got Bamford scoring. So I haven't,
1: I'm going to have to go uh fly by the seat of my pants. I didn't uh, prepare my bad. Um, <laughs> <No worries. laughs> so I'm kind of taken after a rain here, uh, but I'll go one, one and Moutinho.
0: Okay. I like that. He had a sure. wild strike against Arsenal. Um, and he's yeah. been pretty decent of late. Let me now go to Saturday, starting with the early morning fixture. I suppose you won't have a hard time picking a winner out of this one, Southampton hosting Chelsea, Southampton's lost six in a row, Chelsea, the winner of four, I believe in a row, uh, uh-huh. four out of five. Yeah. Four in a row. The, the other one was a draw. Yeah. Um, I got them continuing to win. I got Southampton zero Chelsea two, And you're going to like this. I have Timo Werner helping you out a little bit. Nice. So,
1: yep. That's a good shout. I'm
0: going uh nil
1: to three
0: mm-hmm. with Hudson Odoi. There you go. Hudson's been great under Tuchel, uh, Burnley, West Brom. That might be one to do the errands on, uh, between the two games that we talked about the Chelsea one being the one, Hey, wake up, have your coffee, go run an errand during this one. Burnley West Brom. I got Burnley one West Brom, nil Jay Rodriguez.
1: Oh, okay. Good shout. I have
0: one nil and Ashley Barnes. Yeah. He scored this last one. So, Hey, you might be feeling it. He scored against Fulham, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so then then get back from your errands because you got a Merseyside derby yeah. here, Liverpool-Everton, and I think it might be a little more hotly contested than some of the other ones. Um, I don't think Ancelotti's going to need a hot tea for this one with the temperature that's going to be going on between <laughs> the teams. Uh, I got Liverpool 2, Everton 2, and I'm going to go Salah in case there's a penalty. I'm going to
1: say Liverpool
0: 2, Everton 1, Salah. All right. Yeah, they have owned Everton quite yeah, a bit. Exactly. So that's the thing. No matter what has been going on, they have owned them. Yep. Uh, then go back to running your errands, unless you want to see how Fulham it plays, which has been fun. Fulham and Sheffield United at Craven Cottage. I've got uh, Fulham two, Sheffield United nil, and I have Maja scoring our boys. Yep, you're no my boy. Not your, your boy. boy. Sorry, I'm. I like him. You can't take credit for him. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. He's mine. Sure, your boy Maja. <laughs> I like that. Okay.
1: Um, so I'll say Fulham one, Sheffield United nil, and I'll put Maja too. There He's you gonna go. Be, if, if I pick Fulham to win, I'm going to pick him to score. <laughs> There you go.
0: Yeah. So another Sunday morning worth waking up early for, for you, I guess it's seven, which isn't awful. Yeah. It's really
1: seven not here. too bad here.
0: Yeah. 6am here for some reason for me, that 6am to 7am hour is a little weird, uh, but I'm sure I can pull that off. Uh, I've done it recently for some great Sunday games, West Ham Tottenham. It's a fixture. I've actually gone to live before. Uh, wow. Yeah. They, it was actually, but it was in a capital one cup match. It was wild. There's a and West Ham one shout out. Um, so I got West ham one Tottenham one. I think it'll be a draw. Remember that I'm going to put the Brian Moore unit on it. Uh, yeah. and I'll pick Harry Kane because I don't, I mean, of all of the goal scorers on both teams combined, I think he's the most likely to score.
1: <sighs>
0: oh man. I'm sorry. I'm yawning here. Um, so late um night here on the 40th, West. Oh as as no,
1: yeah. It's really not bad. I, I just minutes. didn't sleep well last night. Oh, sure. Um, I guess I'll say West Ham two, Tottenham one, mm-hmm. just cause that's what I want to happen. And I will pick Lingard. I don't right. know. not, uh, that's a dumb pick because he's never been a consistent player, but why the hell not? You
0: never know. A guy gets put in a situation that works like Ross yeah. Barkley with Villa. Yeah, true. You never know. Or like Joe Willock scoring his first game with Newcastle. Uh, you never know. Uh Villa hosting Lester. That one should be a cool one too. And yeah. because we said good things about Lester, I got to pick them. I hope I don't curse them. I got Villa one, Lester two, Jamie Vardy.
1: Yeah, I can see this being a letdown game for Lester because Villa are still good. So I'm going to say two to two.
0: Vardy's a good shout. Um, but I'm going to say Watkins. Okay, there we go. Ollie Watkins. Can't forget about him. He's going to show his face again and do some work. Arsenal and Man City. Obviously, I'm going to be all in on this game, uh, and I picked <laughs> Arsenal to win almost every game for the past bit now. Um, I won't, but I don't think they'll get blown out of the water. I think the only time they, the other time they played at the Etihad it was one nil City. It was a tight game actually. It it wasn't the typical open game that these two will play that they play. But I think Arsenal will get one just to help your Chelsea record out. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think Man City will get two. And I think a player like Sterling could cause some issues. So I got Arsenal one city two, Raheem Sterling, but honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if, 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 if Arsenal played him pretty well. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I, yeah, right now, I just can't pick
1: um, anything other than city winning something like three, nothing. So I have Arsenal nil city three and I've, I've gone away from it because I, Gambler's fallacy. I don't think he can keep it going, but I'm going to pick Gun- uh, Gundogan to yeah. score this time yeah. again. Because if there's any way to get him to stop scoring, it's for me to pick him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, and if he doesn't, I'll be and he and they don't score because of that, I'll be pretty happy. But I'll say this: you could be onto something because I could see Arsenal resting some players, knowing who this opponent is, and saying, "Okay, we need tyranny for the the Europa game. We need Kondang yeah. for the Europa game." But kaiosaka's played a lot of minutes. He played 90 today. I don't think he's going to play in this game. Spero so yeah. might get a rest. you know, it depends. Players like Pepe and William might be on the field, so <laughs> oh you boy. might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Although Pepe's been better lately. William, this might be his game to play in. Um, <laughs> Man United hosting Newcastle. Uh, United a great Europa League game today. Win. I just saw that a bit ago. Newcastle stinks. This isn't like the Europa League team they played. It's it's a team that's worse. I got United 2, Newcastle nil. Bruno Fernandes. I have the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is I mean, I figure same score as the Chelsea game, and then you know, pick yeah. Bruno all the time. Brighton and Crystal Palace play on Monday night football, so if you're really bored <sighs> at work, Snooze. right? If you're really bored at work, just put <laughs> in the background. Um, I don't know if that's been the case for me lately, so I don't know if that'll happen. I got Brighton 2, Palace nil. Neil Mape. Uh,
1: I just went Brighton one, Crystal Palace one, and I'll say Zaha. Oh, I was I was hoping it'd be my boy
0: Eberechi Eze, my boy. No, I almost I, think that, I, think. I almost picked Bachuai, but he hasn't done shit. Your boy, yeah, there you go. Hey, you know, now watch him score. You talk shit about yeah, him. Oh him yeah, score. I know. <laughs> Leads in Southampton in the makeup game. Uh, I still see no other result. Than a loss for Southampton, but because it's their second game in a week, I've always noticed the second games in a week for teams, especially when it's a Premier League match and they're not rotating as much, is a little, little more dull. Uh, oh, so hmm. I'll go Leeds one, Southampton nil. Rafinha.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just wrote my score before you said all that, and that's a good point. But I got to stick with what I just wrote, and that's Leeds three, Southampton two. Um. Feeney is a good shout. I'll do Bamford.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like that too, because you never know with leads what's going to happen. Yeah. You <laughs> really the, don't. Like you never know if the tired legs will just lead to like mishaps on both ends or if they'll tighten up. It, right. Who knows what Bielsa will do. He, I mean, he has his bucket back from the intern. So <laughs> who knows what'll happen there. All right. Um, so with all that in the books, the last segment, let us now go to the gambling corner. <laughs> And I can't tell you how things have been going because our intern has been sleeping. Uh, but people have been laying bets down more lately, I guess, because it's getting close to the end of the season. And that includes myself. I'm laying bets in a way that if I go one and one, I can win money. Not a lot, but something. If I go 0-2, then I'll lose the full 10. 2-0, and 0, we're looking decent. So I'm hoping Steve hasn't caught me in the past few weeks, but I wouldn't be shocked. I feel <laughs> like I've been losing a lot. I've got two games and and they would be teams that you wouldn't expect. So everyone buckle up, here are my picks. On Saturday, I'm picking Fulham over Sheffield United. Fulham at Craven Cottage is plus 120. It's a big risk to pick Fulham to win, but they're playing Sheffield, I got 5 bucks to win 6 on that one. And then I'll throw my other 5 on Leeds on the game we just talked about on Tuesday at plus 118, I got 5 to win 5.90 on Leeds over Southampton Tuesday.
1: Interesting, so if I've learned anything since starting some sports gambling on Draftkings, which you put me on to, is that I should not be betting on Premier League yes well i did I did win that West Brom menu draw live bet, but and also gambling corner for me involves fake money, so exactly I don't have anything prepared, but I will make a bet because I am way, way, way in the hole. I think i'm like. 50 bucks negative or something. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to have to keep making these huge, taking these huge swings and and see if I can, um, hit a home run and (laughs) hit the lottery or something. So I will probably be making some kind of wild parlay or goal scoring pick or, um, what was that other pick? Like the, um, the result at halftime and a goal score or some shit like that
0: or someone to score first or at all. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be on the lookout for that one then.
1: Yeah. I'll take a look tomorrow.
0: All right. So everyone check out Twitter. Let us know your picks at the footy corner too, and both your predictions, which I I'm looking across the board and it's uh, people have made their picks. The picks have come in your picks, Jeff, Nikhil, uh, Steve. So everyone has had really their picks in. Hopefully, Arin will put his picks in soon. Here, I don't uh, still no picks from him, but <laughs> I have confirmation. I have confirmation. I hadn't heard for for a while of him doing this, but I had confirmation he was watching soccer today because while I was teaching, I, I mean, I turned, I have my phone down. The game's over here in the in the corner. I'm teaching. I did get a text asking, "Would you bet Arsenal in this situation?" Oof. Five minutes later, fuck it, I'm betting Arsenal. I think it was when they were losing. Um, okay, but they were playing so well that he he just thought there was a win in them and they, yeah he didn't get it. But but again, I there's a semblance of him watching slash betting on these things. So I I'm hoping, thinking he may be back soon. We'll see there. Um. So yeah, with that said, any other things? Any shout outs to anyone before we log off?
1: Shout out to um, NASA and the Mars lander, the Perseverance, I think it's called um successfully touched down on mars it's got some awesome like missions planned for scientific discovery and stuff and i love that space stuff and um my dad got johnny a hot wheels uh car of perseverance so i thought that was really cool space is awesome
0: yeah i agree that's top stuff right there and uh, yeah i guess i don't have any shout outs that's really the main thing everyone enjoy the soccer stay warm stay Stay warm yeah Um, And I'll give you a chance to give your sign-off Before I leave it to our boy
1: What's my (laughs) sign-off?
0: Oh, be be nice nice.
1: Yeah, be nice to someone
0: Be nice (laughs) to everyone (laughs) With that said, let us turn it over To Unai Emery Love you guys Good evening, Alexa Please to play uh, My favorite song (laughs) Good evening for the evening, for